0: Gaming NBS episode 61 All right, welcome to Gaming NBS A podcast about tabletop RPGs and other miscellaneous topics of geekery. I'm one of your hosts, Sean. And I'm Brett. Welcome, folks. Yeah, hey. Yeah,
1: this is our, we're back from GameholeCon, and uh, I'm still tired because I didn't take today off because I was stupid. I should have done what Sean did and taken today off as well.
0: Yeah, well, uh, some of us are just smarter
1: and wiser than others. You're just older and you can't bounce like I can. No, it's not true. I can't bounce like this either. I'm dragging ass pretty bad.
0: My moobs show well in this shirt. All right, let's talk about something else. You guys are welcome. Anyways, uh, so anybody that is new to the show, thanks for tuning in and subscribing. We may have some new listeners because we had some uh, new people approach us at Gamehole. Yeah, Con. we did. We
1: had some really cool folks that stopped by our table and said so what's this all about i gave them a spiel and they said oh i'll listen they grabbed one of our bookmarks and off they went i'm hoping maybe one or two percent of them might have actually checked us out versus those who went oh thank god i got away from those two
0: right <laughs> they You're
1: right sprint because there were a few that sprinted uh, rather rapidly up the stairs after they talked to us so we'll see what
0: happens yeah uh shall we go into announcements let's do the announcement brother yeah let's get into this shall we uh okay announcements so yeah, I've got a couple I want
1: to throw out there. So, obviously, game hole's over, like we just said. And, um, Roger Brasslett, Kev Jeff Rademacher, yeah, Boo, for not being on anymore because it was a fucking lot of fun. Um, but we got some really good feedback from the BSers who were there like, hey, um, next time, let's, how can we make it a better, I guess, BSing, BS community event, you know, where Sean and I can get some, um, run some run more games right sean ran one game i didn't run any i was hoping to get some ad hoc stuff in but i don't think sean and i we weren't really sure how we were going to do it so we got together um after the show on sunday kind of before i packed up and had to head out to uh uh hang with my kids and stuff we said you know what what could we do better can we do more games should we do like a dinner or something for folks we can come and invite people out so We'll do so we're going to be there next year, of course, and we'll do something a little bit more organized. So that way we've got some better organization around the BS or community. And I'm thinking, Sean, we should put a poll out on our Google Plus page and say who uh, and see if people would be willing to check the box that they showed up. Because I have a feeling a bunch of I know a number of listeners stopped by and I started making notes at one point and then I lost track and I only saw some people a few times and not a. Not other times. So, what do you think
0: about that? Yeah, so that may post, that, post yeah, event sign in. That may be a good idea. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, sure, <clears throat> sure, Brett. <laughs>
1: nice. Yeah, I'll just do that. I'll,
0: it, I'll do that. Fine. I'll, I'll do it. Fine.
1: Do you have any? Uh, do you have any announcements or anything you want to throw out there?
0: I do not have any that I can think of as I'm saying this.
1: Okay, so obviously, um this is a regular show. we're not going to go details on game if you want more. check out our bonus b s stream we've got our coverage in there, got some interviews, I shouldn't say interviews. we got some uh, uh recorded sessions with the gaming with the Dungeon bastard uh, and Chris Perkins, so kind of cool stuff. Check it out.
0: Yeah, yeah, check it out, man. check it, check, check, check it out. Oh, Do we sh-
1: have any random encounter or is this or is this list here pretty sketchy?
0: You know I don't think. I saw any emails. I didn't check the comments off the blog. Um, I I don't know if we have any random encounter. I don't. I Oh, no. I don't think so. I would have put them so? in there. No, I <laughs> okay. I put something that could be a random encounter, but I put it at the end of the show. <clears throat> okay. So, so, so we go into topic of discussion. Th- I don't have any. I don't get to play with any buttons and music. I didn't do a topic of discussion. I didn't have time. Boo. Damn, I can't. Oh, this I'll, is a uh,
1: boo yourself, brother.
0: Will.
1: There we go. Um, yeah, so was the shortest random encounter we've had since episode one. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I mean, nothing yet. So, so, I'm sure folks <laughs> have uh, thrown some cool stuff out there. So, uh, we'll get we'll get to it eventually. Yes, that is true. We the topic uh, of discussion. Topic i discu- Sorry, <laughs> we are so out of sync. Dude. We're normally much tighter than this. I'm much, game. Much I'm game. Hold over. Game hold over.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I didn't do it. I didn't. I mean, this would be a tough one to kind of do an intro to and I, I just I had a lot of time today, but I had other things to do, Brett. So why don't you just introduce the topic? Oh, discussion.
1: Sure. What I wanted to talk about today was after being at a convention, talking to different people about the games they are playing and looking on at the different groups and what they're doing, talking to my buddies uh, from my gaming group, who are running around playing different stuff. And I thought, you know, one of the things I've done, excuse me, a lot of lately is the dark and gritty, um, uh, lots of touches in the horror genre, you know, the dead babies thing. Um, plenty of, that. plenty of, um, we talked about money, talked about the silver standard, how like this more realistic gritty type of, uh, grab you by the spine and shake you type of thing. And I started thinking about, I'm like, Oh, this is cool. I saw Ed Greenwood at the con. I'm like, damn, that's pretty cool. He made it. And, I kept thinking of the heroic settings of um, <coughs> uh, of some of the games that are out there, and touring through the little um, I shouldn't say little, but through the dealer hall and looking at the different games, and my myst- my nostalgia button was just getting wailed on from the hey, remember when you used to play paladins all the time, Brett? Remember when it was really cool to be heroes and not always have to be dark and gritty? You know, Batman heroes, that type of thing. And I wanted to talk about the types of um, that um trope or that genre or that feel if you will and uh see what we're see what we think about that a little bit so sean when you run you are running right now a fantasy game or even when you run an espionage game or um or savage worlds or anything do you tend towards the what would be kind of the 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 dark and gritty or do you try to go towards the more heroic end of things and maybe we might need to work on that definition a bit as we go here. But what's uh, how would you define your games? In one of those two camps, would you lean towards one more than another?
0: Well, I do tend to keep the lights down when I run, and so it makes it dark. That's but, true. But I don't, I don't stand on my chair in a, wielding a sword, so it's not overly heroic. Um.
1: You're you're of no help. (laughs) So let me... Okay, I'll tell you what I've been doing. So I tend to make my worlds a lot in the dark and gritty aspect of it. Part of it is the the World of Darkness stuff I ran for so long. Warhammer, um, (coughs) excuse me, Warhammer, um, fantasy role-playing, that environment. It's a dark and grim world of perilous adventure. And even when I, I grab a world like Greyhawk or Forgotten Realms or something along those lines... I tend to um, I, I tend to gritty it up a little bit, and you d- very rarely do you run into some place and people are happy and we're here to save the happy villagers. Oh, they're such good villagers. There's usually some nasty undercurrent of something in the village. That you're like, oh yeah, I knew she was a traitor. Ah, this person sacrifices this whatever it is. Oh, here's a here's a you know hidden cult of some nasty whatever the case is. Um, I don't tend to go for the Hey guys, let's make sure our characters are all—all all, all are, for lack of a better phrase, you know, good-aligned, if you will. And we're going to do heroic deeds. It'll be good fighting evil. Um, we always have kind of an undercurrent of the dark and the gritty, kind of a noirish type of feel, if you will. And as Kevin says on the side, I don't really use alignment, but uh, <laughs> different topic for another day. But my point is, is that I—I I think I start to look at some of the heroic stuff as You know, good fighting evil and, hey, we're a bunch of good adventurers here to drive the Dark Elves out. Um, Kind of that very black and white. Maybe it is an alignment discussion, but it it feels overly simple or childish to me. And uh, childish is a horrible phrase because there's probably somebody out there who likes it. And I just totally insulted them. But it seems simple. And I think for some reason in my head, the dark and gritty stuff feels more um, advanced or adult. Or it feels like it's something that um, is more challenging. Um, Sean, what do you think of that stuff? Come on now. Wake up with me.
0: Um,
1: dead air is bad for radio, I'm just
0: saying <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I think that I don't tend to run a gritty a gritty campaign. Uh dark, doom, doomly gritty. <clears throat> uh I I kind of did this weekend, but it's usually not my it's not my thing. It's not my forte, Brett, but maybe I need to expand upon that. Maybe I need to do more with that, uh, I don't think. See, I you probably come from that because you kind of like that, and I'm speaking for you because that's what I do. I, I would expect nothing less. Excellent. Keep going. So, I think you know, you've played lots of World of Darkness vampire and yes. all those games, and in vampire movies and horror movies. I don't care for them that much. Um, okay. I've, never, I've never been a big fan. You know, I like like some of the ones like The Exorcist and stuff like that, but um, it's not, uh, it's not, you know, if a movie comes out, it's not one of the, one of those are not ones I would go and see, or I wouldn't, I don't read horror books for whatever reason. You know, Stephen King, I don't think I've read one of his books. Uh, I know. Okay. All right. Fine. You know, easy. Everybody <laughs> just calm, calm the F down. All right. I mean, but well,
1: even even when I run, uh, oh sorry, keep going. I'm I was just gonna out. say. Go, go. So
0: I think that for me, it's just not something that I have inherently embraced. For whatever reason, it's just my personal preference. I don't think there's <laughs> anything wrong with it. I don't have an adversity to it. It's just not something that is. I don't know that I've explored.
1: Okay. And I think one of the things that um looking in the, as people talk in the chat there, I think the heroic um, nomenclature is probably not the right one. I honestly couldn't think of a better offset to dark and gritty because bright and sunny just felt silly.
0: Um, well, man, let's get, uh, <laughs> come on now. Let's be, uh, I'm not talking about rainbows and unicorn farts here. No, right? My, I'm, I'm not, not playing pretty little either, pony. But,
1: no, but I mean, when we're playing like in your five E game, there's, you know, people are being terrorized by bandits. So we're going to go stop that. We're going to go to the um, go deal with the bandits. We're going to take care of that problem. There there seems like there's a lost temple we could find, you know, help some people out. We're doing good deeds for good people. <clears throat> we have. So my way, character that's may have it should a, be kind of a.
0: So it, it should be my character. My character may have. That's what it should be.
1: Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. My character has a um, an edgy background, if you will, that he committed crimes and and so forth. Um, but I think the, the upbeat let's perhaps upbeat is a better way to go, but there's something, um, really cool about doing really good deeds and helping out good people. And it's not like, do I don't, it's not like golden age or silver age comics where, you know, you've got this epitome of a Superman, um, or literally Superman doing things. Um, but I think sometimes the, the dark and the gritty, the, the, uh, Oh, Victor, Victor calls us out Indiana Jones, right? I mean, he's a good person doing good things. He may have some, you know, some background problems with um, different other characters, NPCs, if you will. But he's a good guy doing good things, having great adventures. Some of the things may be a little darkish in that he's dealing with some nasty things. But it's not really. Every time he under-turns, overturns a rock and looks underneath, I mean, <clears throat> the Nazis are bad. This guy's bad. This woman's bad. He doesn't have to that's, go and say, oh my God, this is survival. actually, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he doesn't flip, he doesn't flip over the the next piece of adventure. Go, oh, look, it's actually a cult of Cthulhu and they've slaughtered another bunch of babies. Oh, great for me. And I think that type of darkness after a while, it's kind of like we talked about on the, on the horror episode, is that if you overdo it and I am, <clears throat> so maybe this is breast confession time. Maybe I've been overdoing a little bit and it's feeling like um, I need to step away from that further. Because it just get it's getting to the point when where it's becoming uh you can easily guess where it's going. You're like, oh, it's gonna be dark and gritty. So I'm gonna open the door, walk in, and everyone in this tavern is a hidden cultist, or half of them are hidden cultists. Somewhere in the basement of this bar has to be a sewer grate that opens the sewer, and there's some fucking nasty, you know, rat monsters or something down there. Always has to be rat monsters. Someone's uh, you know, along those lines. And I think that if overdone it's losing its edge, at least for me as a game master, I'm starting to feel like I've lost a bit of that edge when it comes to
0: that side, dude. Hey man, we all lose our edge a little bit, but you just get back and sharpen that fucker (laughs) and, and sharp. And then you're good to go. Okay. I do agree, but I do think I had a, a DM. Um, I don't know if he even listens to the show. I've known him for 30 years and, uh, we, I brought this up on different shows where he tends to seem to take the same approach with a lot of his adventures. He is more of an antagonistic GM. He wants to create quandaries for us, which is fine. And, and that's part of GMing, but he tries to really, you know, my buddy Jeff usually will play a paladin and he needs the GM will need to create a moral quandary for him specifically. So how,
1: what so what type of moral quandary does it go? So this is where some of the um the, like, the dark and gritty comes in, right? Well, moral quandary could be: Do you save do you save the halflings or or do you save the the orc tribe that has just converted to Foltus? You know, that's a type of a what I would consider a lighter hearted or more heroic type of moral quandary. Versus, do you save the halflings by murdering your sister because that's the only way to go? I mean, that is clunk. That's the darker twist or flip.
0: Well, it'd be like him playing a Jedi and somebody from the dark side, and he can't turn him, or in, or I'm gonna grab a prisoner to get information. The prisoner takes it, you know, just doesn't give him anything and tells him to screw off. And you know, he wants to backhand him, and I'm like, well, uh, 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 well, hold on a second now, Mister Lawful Good. Um, You know, you should take him to trial. You know, just. It's such a it's a funny so we talk about tropes and gaming and tropes and this and tropes and that in an, in our own in this game group that I've been a part of for a long 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 time we all take on certain roles and it's always predictable like if my buddy Joe's listening into this he's like oh uh, uh, I know that's so right and um he was at the game whole con my buddy Joe but anyways love you brother anyways he knows what I'm talking about my buddy Dustin will GM. And he's always going to try to flick my buddy Jeff's ear, who is always the do-gooder or paladin. Or he'll try to play, you know, kind of a fringy character, like has kind of a dark side, but really he's trying to do good. You know, he's got this inner turmoil bullshit going on. So <laughs> it's it, But the thing is, is when you do that for 30 years, you, you're right. You lose that edge. Your players are like, oh, it's... Oh, it's this scenario coming up Uh, yet again. What a shock. So I think what happens with, and that's just not a good, it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just what it is. I think we're creatures of habit. We Mm -hmm. do certain things and it's sometimes, I mean, even with um, this weekend when I was playing Weird Wars, you know, I had to get in and start making things creepy and I did. So I pulled out the, an homage to Brett. Oh, it I heard about inserted, that. Inserted inserted a a dead baby. Because uh, that's what you do. To so make, proud thanks, of you, man. Thanks, Brett. Hey, it would all well do you, buddy. <laughs> um, but I, that's not something I would typically do. And and frankly, with a game con, I don't know how that was going to go over. Because I had uh, a young lady uh, in, in there. I, I say young lady. She was probably, I mean, she could have been anywhere between 18 and you know, 24 probably. And I say that because she's going into the military. So I know she was at least 18 and then, uh, some, some guys. And I didn't know if somebody would, would freak out if I said, you know, you go over to the crib and you find the, uh, body of a deceased infant,
1: you know? Well, there's a difference between having the, having the, the baby's dead versus the dark visceral, The child is laying there and then you get into the the slasher movie type depiction like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time would X card the fuck out of that. That could could be a bit much for some folks. Um, So is it and this may just be because of my um, inundation, if you will, with that darker component of it. But looking at some of the more heroic of the lighter side, even your four-colored supers or your uh, Teen Titans instead of Batman type of thing, as Victor talks about in the chat over here, when you do that, something in me, and I think this might just – it may, maybe it's a Brett problem, but does that feel um, do I, less real to you, Sean? Does that feel um, simple? I mean, maybe simple isn't the right word, but there's something about me that goes, all right. My kids would like that. That's not. That's not for me. I need something more complex. And perhaps there's. It's. Uh, I'm mistaking dark and gritty for complexity, or depth of either character or plot or whatever the case is. Because I think I think the the example that the w- that came up in the chat here about Indiana Jones. He's a complex character. Now, granted, he's not as dark. And, there's only X number of movies, so we only only know so much about him from that canon. But the character has a lot of different facets or components of him. But sometimes, you know, maybe the simpler or the easier to grasp onto is better because I do have a hell of a good time playing those type of games when I run them for my kids. And I wonder sometimes if I try to amp it up and whatever that means when I grab onto uh, when I'm going to run for, for adults, when I am going run for my friends, I feel like, no, that would never fly with those guys because that's too much for the kids or somebody, somebody else. What do you think about that show? And this, like I said, this is, you know, just talking about this out loud. I don't know. It may, it may be something that I'm just stuck on.
0: Well, I I think that you, you have to GM kids and adults pretty different. It doesn't mean you have to dumb it down for kids and you don't have to amp it up for adults. It's just how you, I mean, some of the topics that you would include in a, an RPG, you're not going to include with kids that you might include with adults. There's just maturity issues around it. And I think that's, I mean, you're a maybe father. That's why my
1: kids are all, maybe that's why my kids are all fucked up.
0: No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Well, that's no, I'm why, I do that's not. why they're all I in therapy. That that. That's why they're all in therapy, right? <laughs> oh, therapy, yes. Right. Yes. right. And, and I, gay. I do not hey. do that. And good for you for recognizing it <laughs> for... and, and putting them into therapy. N- <laughs> not really. Anyways, um, <coughs> so that aside. Okay. Pushed over. Pushed over. Slide. Uh, I don't think it has to be complex to be dark and gritty. I mean, you might want to, if you're talking dark and gritty when it comes to morality, that might be something that is a little bit different. But uh, because there may be, I think if you watch some dark and gritty movies or read some books, there may be some there may be complexity with the character. Like there's the Batman where I don't know why I'm bringing up Batman, but it, he always seems dark. I mean, every Batman well, he, movie, there's a, no sun that, in it and all, you know, maybe well, one it's like scene. The, it's
1: like, if you pick another superhero, that's a darker superhero. You take the Punisher. Punisher does good things. He murders the fuck out of people. I mean, that's just what he does. You know, I'm sorry. Bang. Shoot you in the fucking head. I mean, that's, yeah, the Punisher. that's this
0: totally is not, that's totally not right. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> what, what about so, daredevil he just beats people to death see i'm an idiot because no, i don't kidding, know me. comics very well I, i'm not mm. a big comic guy i just know kind of high level pop yeah culture so view. i the other component of this it's do, do,
1: do, do, do. so i think now just talking about it out loud because that's what we do on this podcast uh because if we talked about it in our heads it'd be boring as shit so anyway i think it may come down to the conversation with the group saying, Hey guys, excuse me. I'd like to do something like um, the, uh, the Ghostbusters game that some of the guys played, or I'd like to do something like this, uh, excuse me, lighter hearted or, or, or something along those lines. But I think maybe it comes down to a discussion with some of the crew that, you know, is that something you guys would get into? Because I'm one, I'm wondering if, you know, am I perhaps taking something? And this is just obviously Brett's confessional here. Uh, I apologize, folks. But is, is this, am I making an assumption with the group that it would be better verified with them as opposed to just making the assumption? You know what I mean? Saying, oh, no, no, no. The guys wouldn't like that. The the, the group wouldn't like that. They like this type of game.
0: Well, do you perhaps
1: I, they dislike they it because that's all I've been fucking feeding them for you,
0: Yeah. How do you know? I mean, you'd like to <clears throat> yeah, say, yeah, yeah. I know my players, but. You'd be surprised, I think, at the fact that some would be open to other things or maybe they get just tired of the same shit and that they would just take whatever you give them. That is a, different, a difference and a change and eat it up and just go, oh, I like this because it's fresh and different rather than, oh, it's gritty, but it's a different gritty. Oh, that's kind of cool. But oh, it's I
1: another think, noir setting, but it's sci-fi instead of fantasy. Yay for more noir. Hooray. Yeah.
0: Well, so we have not, I mean, have we clearly defined what is dark and gritty versus heroic? Because I think we're no, kind of beating not. around I, I it in we'd like... Start,
1: I think we'd start talking here and then eventually get to
0: this point. So, yeah.
1: Sean, when I say dark and gritty, what does it mean to you?
0: I think no sunshine and sandpaper. But in addition to that... As it relates to role-playing games. Oh, thank you. I didn't know I had to qualify because we're on a role-playing podcast, you son of a bitch. As it relates Uh. to role-playing games, I think it has to do with uh, the moral quandaries. It could have something that may be wrong, but it's in the purpose of writing something. So it's kind of like the, I'm going to kill people I'm going to kill bad dudes. It's like a vigilante system, right? Or vigil- vigilanteism. So it's, I'm going to go out and I'm going to take justice into my own hands. I'm not going to put them on trial. I'm just going to kill them because I know they're bad. But then somebody might say, well, wait a minute. I don't know if they're necessarily bad. What if they, you know, so then you started getting into this philosophical difference. And I don't know if that's right or wrong in RPGs and how you want to deal with that. But, you know, maybe th- lines get blurred Maybe uh, it's it's grade between the good and the bad. You know, if you want to get into grittiness, maybe it's the real the real not reality. uh, Maybe it's the graphic piece of your game. So maybe you're describing things that are bloody, murderous. You know, eyes popping out of skulls, blah blah blah, etc. So
1: it's the it's the descriptive attitude almost of the thing.
0: I think that's an so, element. I think that's an element. I don't think it's the be all end all, but I think there's no, definitely but it, an it's element a very it.
1: good point though, because what you did with the dead baby in the crib for your game was at a plain or level for lack of a better phrase, that wouldn't be overly offensive. Had I done it with <clears throat> my darker, grittier perspective, there would have been, you know, a lot worse. The descriptions would have been more intense and that intensity perhaps is not necessary because you still get the the feeling there, just like I would give to my kids if I was running a game for them. Um, and again, it's not like it's a, a, a cheesy or simple plot. They would say, I look in the house, all, everyone's dead. Even the kids, yes. Even the children are dead. Even the baby. These orcs slaughtered everybody. Wow. They, that's all they need to hear. They don't need to hear the way, the format, and the grotesqueness. And perhaps that's oversimplifying what we're getting at. But the attitude around all the narrative because you set the stage and the tone of the entire thing through you as game master through the narrative and as players, as they narrate what they're doing, but you help to drive that narrative tone and that can turn it from dark and gritty into something a little lighter and easier to work with.
0: And that's a good point that you brought up. I think it is really a lot of the descriptors of it because I think when you, you, so you, so one example that kind of you touched on, which I really liked, I really liked what you touched on, Brett. It's recorded forever. Well, at least as the internet goes, I guess. But (laughs) um, if you were to take an adventure, an encounter, or whatever that is, a scenario, a situation, in a role-playing game, and you were GMing a group of adults, and you were GMing a group of children, and you had the same one that you wanted to... convey to either one, let's say it's bad, right? It's a bad thing. Maybe they enter a room, there's something dead in there, whatever, what right? Maybe what, whatever the situation is. And then what happens when you describe it to the children and then you describe it to the adults? What is the difference? So, and it doesn't have to be different, right? They could be exactly the same, especially if you're playing it's kind of like playing up, right? You, you're a martial artist, Brett. So when you're no, at a totally. certain, when you're a certain belt, you, you play down, you spar down, you don't spar up. Right. So. Yeah.
1: Cause what, what's the point of being a shit out of a 12 year old kid, right? That doesn't do much for him. So for those that aren't familiar with, it makes, makes me feel good sometimes, right? but the parents get mad.
0: So if you're not a martial artist, it, but <laughs> okay. uh, what, what I'm talking about is if you have say a black belt and say you have a yellow belt, the black belt spars down to the rules of the yellow belt. So they are much easier on the lower ranking person. So when I'm talking about role-playing games in this particular situation, you as a GM would talk down to – not talk down. That's a bad example. But you would play to the level of the kids um, because the, the adults you would think would accept that and, and be able to handle whatever that that is. But you would never story up with the kids right? You wouldn't, and, you wouldn't and yes. story. And, right. So that's kind of the, the grittiness piece of that. And maybe we're getting into like really nuance about how we approach two different groups. But I, I think th- this is, it, this is
1: a good piece though, because like if you, um, you read the Hobbit and if you watch any of what many people consider the, the horrendous, um, Hobbit movies that have recently recently come out by Steve Jackson or Steve Jackson, Peter Jackson, good grief. Um, <clears throat> by Peter Jackson <laughs> a slip from he this took, weekend. a <laughs> total slip from this weekend. Um, he took the attitude and the description the the visual cues in the um in the uh, in the movies and darkened it greatly it's almost if you watch the newer hobbit movies with a lens of this is how you tell the hobbit if it was the warhammer fantasy world as a better lens to it <coughs> excuse me so if you look at it if you look at um those those books or some of the um even father and gray Mauser and some of the, the classic fantasy, if you will, where a lot of us who cut our teeth on other books. And when we first started playing the description in those are not gory, disgusting, or what they don't evoke a dark environment other than it's misty, it's cloudy, it's dim. This is a place of thieves. <clears throat> and you may find someone who is burned to death, but there's not a lot. There's not a lot of visceral insanity that goes with that feeling of it. You know, you they may, you know, stick four feet of cold steel through somebody's left eye, but that's the extent of the description. And I think that because this medium, this art form that we all love and share is all verbal. And we're trying to paint as vivid and wonderful of a picture as we can as game masters and players in our descriptions that if we want to ensure that the, look, let's, let's not waste our time. If you will, the, um, we, or we, we don't need to be so, as Victor points out here, we don't need to be quite so blatant and we don't need to be so, you do realize had you done this, that, or the other thing, you, you would have lost two fingers. They would have been torn from your hand. It could be, look, you, you could have easily lost a finger. Those two things, you, you know, one's just longer or whatever, kind of more of a, I don't want to do this. But anyway, th- there's a couple of ways to, to uh, get the same feeling across. You can do it quick. Um, you don't have to be so guttural, visceral, violent about it. Um, and by doing that, I think you help to set the tone because if I were to do this, so if I were to go back and run a D and D game with my group and I start the tone, if they with let those you description, if they let me, if they they let you. Probably After they listen to this, I'm like, fuck that guy. I hate him. I'm sick of his dark worlds. So if you change it up and you do that, then you, it starts with the descriptions. It's a very narrative thing. I do this. What happens when the players go into a descriptive piece? Say, great that you know, just work with it. I hit him in the head with my warhammer. Pow! You hit him. He goes down. You smacked him good. I don't have to get into the pow. I popped his eyeball out or the brains goo goo out his ear. Now, granted, it can be kind of fun to have those descriptions, those critical hit charts, but it, it can be done. It, it totally can be done. I'm not sure necessarily. I, this is one of those things I'd have to talk to. So I think going back to my earlier point, I think, Sean, there'll be one of those pieces where we've talked about this before, you know, communicate, 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 say to the group, hey, I'd like to run a game that doesn't have quite the dark and gritty feel. What would you guys like to do? Are you interested in that? Can we do that? Would you like to do it for a longer term type of game? Or would you like to just run a one shot of that? Maybe kind of a palate cleanser, if you will, in between larger... Um, dark stories that we tend to tell. We do enjoy them, but we like a palate cleanser perhaps in between. And on something like uh Savage World Ghostbusters or Fate Ghostbusters or something like that, that would just be kind of, it would be fun, but a little kookier and just kind of lighten the mood.
0: Well, and I think that if you mention Ghostbusters, people are going to take a lighter approach to it, even though I've listened to some uh, actual plays that take it, there is a lightness to it, but they also act like it's, Modern game where they would just be Ghostbusters, and and that's the world where ghosts and spirits are around, and this franchise actually is around. I don't often run into it, um, like I don't run uh, into it as often into that space. But it, it's not to say somebody can't, but it doesn't. I agree. If you say, "Hey, we're gonna run Ghostbusters," my first inkling is Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. And, uh, who's the third guy God, what the hell am I blanking out on? Oh shit. I can't think of his name. Ramus, uh, <laughs> Ramus, Harold Ramis, Harold yeah. Ramis. Thank yeah. you. Egon Spengler. There yes. we go. Right. And so when I, when I, when you think that it's all going to be kind of, and, and frankly, some of those characters are not comedians, right? I mean, no, and, then, and then it's the, guys <laughs> the characters in the chat,
1: right? Sometimes your players do the, the weird thing and you can start off with all the lightest intentions you want. And next thing you know, somebody has gone from I let her a game of Tune or Ghostbusters, and they've turned it into murder torture game. You're like, holy crap, what just happened? Um, so I think it's from the communication perspective is that if you start out, and it's kind of <laughs> kind of goes contrary to my bait and switch our topic from before, but th- that's more of a special one offy thing versus this. It's like, look, this is the type of game we're gonna play. Let's do our, Let's keep it. We want to keep it light, and so on it may very well be fine that the group's like, okay, we'll do that for a short period, but I don't know if they want to do that long-term then that's fine. But then again, you might get in there and say, you know what? That was a lot of freaking fun, man. I like, you know, doing, being simple, good people, doing simple, good things. I like being this more heroic and I didn't like the rest of it. I think we could really have some fun with this. Let's do more. So it might be one of those things where for me personally, my group hasn't had that for a while, and it might be kind of fun to explore it, if nothing else, and just see what happens with it.
0: Yeah, somebody pointed out in the chat room, Ernie Hudson. Don't remember? Don't forget Ernie. Oh, that's
1: right. Damn, Ernie Hudson. He was fucking funny.
0: Right. <laughs> he had some good. Look. That's one big ass Twinkie.
1: Yeah, it's a big ass Twinkie. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, and that, so there's dark and gritty, and I think it's so. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's. It's how you put, put put it out there. And
1: and frankly and the, and the other piece, and uh nobody panic over in the chat rooms talking about this, we're gonna step on Sean one more time. But the characters <laughs> you you allow to be made or that you help coerce players into making, <clears throat> when they get into it, like look, if we have fifteen Wolverines and five Punishers and another dark brooding Batman, it's gonna you're gonna have a hell of a time playing, you know, Ghostbusters. Unless it's gonna be dark wolverine punisher batman ghostbusters not that you can't do that that's a that's a twist on that piece of it but i think um it does start with and this is where as a game master you're saying look this is the tone when someone says hey here's my character and they show you the character sheet you say "Ooh, this is kind of dark remember want to change it up and assist in flipping that character around a little bit tweaking it some and then reinforcing it through the verbal narrative and uh, also then catch making sure that what you're doing from your plot points and so forth, for me, unfortunately or maybe fortunately, it's going to require me to be more uh how do I say it's more methodical or thoughtful in how I lay things out. Because my usual when I improv like I like to do, my mind goes to what's comfortable when you improv. So I'm gonna go boom, I'm gonna jump back to the darker thing. And if you've got a room full of happy go lucky habits, they're gonna be like, Whoa, what the hell just happened? you know, and you got to, if it's new or it's something you haven't done for a while, you need to move back into it. So, and I, like I said, I mean, I said heroic at the, at the title of this, I don't think heroic is the right word.
0: Yeah. We never even touch a, on heroic. We're talking so, about all this so,
1: Batman freaking dark gritty shit. That's right where I'm headed to now. So it's not <clears throat> heroic. Isn't the right word. I had no better word for it at the time. Um, but the opposite of dark and gritty, there's got to be uh, um, uh, Angelic and Lightful. No. And, and I think that might be a um, four color, I think, is one, one of the guys in the chat room are saying. And that that's a good way to put it. There is there's probably a number of rainbows and unicorns. Sean, probably not good. Um, high Adventure. Focus, man. You, focus. That's a good one. Sorry. I've seen some, the guys in the chat are dropping some really cool stuff. <laughs> high Adventure is high, high adventure's a good one. And even if you don't have a term that you want to use, saying "Look, I really like the Indiana Jones movies." we would been talking about that a little bit. Dun, 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 dun. So I'd like to do that. So let's do that. Or I want to.
0: Um, I want to do that type of thing. Well, so what is that, dude? That. Define what is that? You're like, I want to do that. Well, what's that? <laughs> no, because like, if I, I, haven't saw, I haven't seen Indiana Jones. Okay.
1: So do do do. If I was going to pitch this to you, so the idea would be Indiana Jones, um, whatever the type of adventure is. It's going to be – you might be fighting against tremendous odds. Um, I, we're always heroes. We're always trying to do something, do something kind of cool. Um, there is uh, – th- there's complex stories involved. Uh, it could be pulpy, it, um, that type of thing. Um, but it doesn't have to be um, Sin City, Frank Miller. This is more a traditional type of thing. Sometimes it's almost easier to define something by saying what it's not than what it is when you're having trouble with it, as I clearly am. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying, look, you know how I like to run a lot of noir stuff, kind of darker, grittier that I want to go opposite of that I'm thinking more Indiana Jones and no one says, Oh, Indiana Jones is very dark and gritty and brutal and blah, blah, blah. No one says that. I mean, there's some blood. We get one guy who gets, I'll
0: say it. I'll say bra. it right here. God damn it. Indiana Jones is dark and gritty and horrible. And uh, yeah, there, and when you come to the office tomorrow I'll punch you. Wait, no, you're
1: oh. working remote, you lucky bastard. Nah, it's Tuesday. <laughs> uh,
0: it is Wednesday. I don't know, I have to check my schedule actually. I think I have to go to work. These guys don't care. No, they don't
1: care. They, anyway, so I think in my for my personal case, when I've run a certain type of feel for so long, and maybe we're saying, look, it's going to not be this. And when people say well, what is it going to be like, then start saying things like, well, you know, <clears throat> the Indiana Jones type of adventures or um the type of feel you get from um Oh Christ, I can't think of it, like like a um like a Forgotten Realms novel or something along those lines. <sighs> I'm
0: not sure. But anyway. I think you need to run something like Ghostbusters. That might be fun. Yeah, man. Take all those guys, uh, the greatest game group ever made. That I got the had the honor of meeting at Game Hole. You did. Did you get their did you get their um th- did you get their autographs like as I told you, you should? Holy shit, man. I mean, I've met the dungeon bastard, Chris Perkins, uh, Jen Page, and you know what?
1: N- You've known they met? don't
0: they don't even come close no. to the guys that Brett games with. I mean no it was like kidding. holy shit, like the 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 people parted like out <clears> of the way <throat> when they walked through the con. Uh, they're good people, man. They're good people. But seriously, would would those guys play Ghostbusters? I bet you they would. Well, I know they would. Some of them did. I mean they were at the con. They played fake Ghostbusters. Oh, they uh, did, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Zave Z- blew Zave blew things up and uh and worked it out faster than than uh than Rob was expecting. But
0: <clears throat> so Sean, now on the flip side, he if still hasn't answered my question. What was your question? I was saying Oh, pardon me. Would you run Ghostbusters I'm sorry. Would you run would Go- I? yeah, run Ghostbusters for your group? Would you run it know. for your group? That's the trick. See, would Brett yeah. be able to pull off Ghostbusters? Because he's got all these tattoos and dark t shirts and he's like <laughs> dead babies. I would freaking love to see Brett talking about the Marshmallow the staypuff Marshmallow Man. Marshmallow Man. See, he would know, get dude. the Zoolie, Zoolie, Zoolie thing going on. See, I don't, I don't but know. But when it I comes into like he playing like the NPC, what's the 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 accounting guy's name that lives in ba- Dana Barrett's, yeah, apartment? I uh, can't remember his Hello name. Doggy. Want a milk yeah. bone? Yeah. I can see yeah. Brett role playing that I NPC,
1: don't know, dude. It it has been it has been so long. So now that's a very that type of game is more comedy to me rick moranis was the character by no, the actor by the way
0: it's the actor i'm looking for the character oh sorry but anyhow i don't know if
1: i could be that silly or that much um that that goofy with it
0: lewis but, tully thanks carp
1: okay Louis Tully. I don't, know. I don't you. know, dude. I don't know if I could do that. I think I'd have to ease myself into yeah, something.
0: I got these chakras. I'm, I'm on a new nutrition <laughs> diet. It's really great. I'm supplements. Hey, why don't you come on over for my place? So we got some <laughs> things going on. We got a little twister maybe spinning up. it will be a really great time. Why don't you stop over?
1: Yeah. Let's <laughs> we'll, see, Brett. Let's
0: <laughs> see, <laughs> <laughs> <I> see roll, <laughs> Role play that guy. Oh, I would freaking die. Somebody. <laughs> I don't know if I- oh man. <laughs> I want somebody. It might be, it I, might
1: be a good challenge. It <laughs> might be a good challenge just to see if I could do it and then have, uh, have my group just, you know, beat I, the crap.
0: I would out. love, God, you're so good at this. I would love, love, love uh, at our next con that we can get to or online and we record an actual play. There's talks. Uh, I'll divulge a little bit of secret. There's talks of, of us and misdirected market and an online fake game going. But if, if it, and those guys are the fake guys. So I would imagine they're going to run it. Probably. No, well, we'll have to,
1: because I sure is probably Chris.
0: But I would die. I would, I'm going to write Chris and go, dude, you got to run it, but it's got to be something really like ghostbusters. Com not comedy, but ghostbusters ish. And have Brett play. And I would just freaking die. At Mr. Mr. It. Harley Davidson, man. In the, how do I stab yeah. someone in the
1: eye? You can't stab them in the eye. Um, yeah. how do I
0: do? <laughs> like, I would, I, you know, it'd be kind of cool is to get you in like a tune, a tune, sh- uh, RPG session. That would be kind of hilarious. <laughs> tune, yeah, Brad like, from Gaming and BS playing tune. Who the hell would pay for I would, that. that? I would, I'd I bet you everybody. I don't know what I would do with that. I don't know what Shit. I'd do with that. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh. Brett would like. <laughs> Brett would like. Dress, he'd like, be like, "I'm gonna play. I'm gonna flip the table. God I'm gonna play. It. I'm gonna play death." And then we just all comedically hate on death. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, nice sickle. Oh, that's awesome. I hit him over <laughs> the head with a hammer and an anvil. <laughs> me. <merp, beep>, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. I don't Brett, know what to do with Brett's that. Brett's off the rails now. Oh, yeah, I'm gone. I don't know what I would do. All right. So Mm. heroic. Yeah, heroic. So
1: heroic. I think. think, Oh, sorry. Go go, go go ahead, man. Go Go ahead,
0: dude. Go with your thing. I was
1: going to say, I think the. um, I think it comes down to what what is. uh, Not comes down to, but I think a piece of this is what's valued in the narrative and the characters and the overall storyline itself and the types of adventures. If the value comes from. I really want this Frank Miller Sin City thing. If that's where your value is, then that's what you're, you're, you, everyone's going to lean towards. If your value is no, I want this other type of thing, then I really want more of um, what you tune to, <laughs> or Ghostbusters. No, this is the value. The, the the value here that we're gunning for is that. Then I think that that helps, right? Setting the the setting the uh, the tone, the characters, the type of adventure, um, the mood, all of that stuff. I don't know if I can. Do that prime prime time
0: prime time adventures, and then like have it be a sitcom, and it's Brett. He maybe he's the husband. He plays the husband. Oh (laughs) man, or the or or the the goofy like neighbor guy, or the goofy sidekick, the the comedic relief. (laughs) Hmm. But can Brett pull that shit off? (laughs) I I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe that's my maybe that's my gaming limitation. I just can't do. I don't know. We'll find out,
0: dude. You got to expand yourself, man. You're an actor. You can like, hey, I, I you got reach, man. I trust you. I got faith in you. Okay. Yeah, hell yeah.
1: All right. We so we laugh do, about dumb do, shit. If I do that, that means that I get to bring you into one of my games.
0: Yeah, He's that's I can, handle, I, can, I can handle. I can I can handle Clyde Barker, man. Sure. Whatever. Right. Whatever. Pinhead. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, exorcist. Nice. Whatever, dead babies. Because I'm a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, you, you I'm a sociopath. That's the problem. You're not going to... That's, the, that's, the, that's what you have to deal with. <laughs> I'm a fucking sociopath. Good luck with that. Ah, whatever. <laughs> American Psycho, baby. Nice. Yeah. Well, anyways. <sighs> Are we done with this one? Yeah. So if you have... Uh, if you've taken on the dark and gritty... Or the heroic and lightheartedness... What does that look like in the games that you've played or run? Email us at gaming and com and let us know, we'll write Read it on the air um, or tweet it out to, t- to Twitter drawers. But yeah, we'd like to hear and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Sounds good. Sound good, Brad? I,
1: I think so. Let's do, I'm still stuck on the whole running tune. I don't know if I,
0: <laughs> anyway, carry on, go, go. All let's right. Bet. So let's, Hey, should we talk about uh dice bags?
1: Shall we? I yeah. think we could and so, should. Yeah. I think
0: I have one in there. Oh. I have one in front of me. Br- bring one up, uh, Brett. So Brett's holding. Ladies and gentlemen, Brett is holding in his hands a dice bag from Greyed Out Productions. G-R-E-Y-E-D-O-U-T dot Etsy dot com is where you can find them. They're tough as nails. They got two drawstrings. They hold a lot of dice. They can be custom ma- custom printed or they have their own in-stock designs. And Michael Allhauser is the owner and proprietor, and he is a gamer. So go to that address that I just said, use GamingMBS as the promo code, and get yourself off. a freaking dice bag, especially because Christmas is right around Christmas or Hanukkah or, you know, any holiday of your choice. Holiday this of time your year choice. Some years the holiday season. That's right. Or birthday. Get if you s- do
1: want holiday dice bags, my advice is get a hold of Michael, um, find him on Google, <clears throat> and, uh, whatever it is you got to do because he may well be backlogged if you want stuff in time for your holiday of choice. So do your best, get hold of him and give him some stuff.
0: If you use gaming and <clears> as your promo code, uh, you'll get 10%, 10% off, off. off your order. So thanks Michael for supporting the show. All right, let's get into dice roll, die, die roll. Dye it should roll. be, is it dice roll? No, die roll. It should be dice
1: roll. It's, it's die. It's two to four, dude. That's it. Move on. Well, what if we're flipping a coin? No, it's die. A single die. There's, there's like... Stop talking. D2s.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Brett has uh, dose. I have trace. Yep. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Um, I have I have four. I, I'm sorry. I have, Holy shit, you do have four. I have four. On the, there's another page. That Brett, Brett, you Brett rarely outperforms me. <clears throat> That's true. <laughs>
1: Go ahead, so uh, in keeping with the uh, dark and gritty theme and Brett's inability to not uh, have something dead, um, workers discovered a 19th century burial vault in New York City. Usually when I see a headline like, oh, they found some vault with uh, long lost dead bodies piled up, whatever. I'm like, oh, they found something in Europe or something like that. No, this one's in New York City. So check it out. It's kind of interesting. If nothing else, this uh, if you don't mind or uh, go dark and gritty or you want to use it for some inspiration for modern day game or any other type of game, it could be fun. The um, other bit is there is a, wow, World of Warcraft, there's a movie coming. Kind of shocked me. Um, I, I'm like, oh, I didn't know they were doing that because I don't keep up on uh, on video games that often. And I saw the trailer and I went, that doesn't look horrible. I probably will watch it for most likely not in a theater, but I, I'll probably watch it when it comes out at some point. I'll take a look
0: at it. Wow. It's a movie. It's like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So sh- the movie. Sean, wow. <laughs> wow. Sean, your turn. All right. Star Trek new TV series if you're if you've been living under a rock or haven't been into in tune with some of the geek circles um however here's the big beef everybody has it's on CBS video on demand which requires a subscription which is i think like 8 bucks a month and i saw a meme on this um that i thought was quite hilarious it was like a picture of some collector's room with a butt ton of like Star Trek stuff and it's like it's got to be tens of thousands of dollars. And it's like, collects all this stuff, won't pay eight bucks for a new CBS on demand video. For <laughs> exactly. for, for I Star
1: paid Trek. $200 for this mint Darth Vader. Right. What? $8 for a TV right. show? Right. Anyways, uh, the irony. And Any, I, I do know that Darth Vader is not Star Trek. I know that. I'm just picking on Darth Vader. Yes.
0: I I didn't put uh, I didn't put the link in this next one. Duracell Star Wars. Now I would be surprised if anybody that listens to this has not seen this commercial that's now on YouTube because it's a it fun damn commercial. It dropped on the 29th of October, which is about a little over a week ago, and already has 5.6 million views. Um, so if you Google it, it's going to come up. I don't have the link in the show. I'll put the link in the show notes, but Brett doesn't have it to copy over, but it's really cool. I mean, if you're a kid that captures it all, uh, I thought, and I thought it was really well done. Check it out. Number trace galactic history or galactic folktale by Max Gladstone. Uh, now me personally, I am not a big fan of fanfic. Uh, I typically don't read it. This is one that I actually did. And it was very well done. Um, It's basically Star Wars and talks about how the time has passed since uh, episodes, oh, geez, I think it was the original four, five, and six. But just check it out and read it. And I'm sure, uh, yeah, Brad posted a link in the uh, chat. Uh, But I thought it was really well done. It talks about kind of the... uh, you know, it, was it real? Was it not real? It kind of goes into whether or not the, the uh, events of episodes four, five, and six took place or were they really just kind of rumor, right? So when in a big galaxy, is it really true and written in the history books or, you know, did it happen like they say? I thought it was really well done. Check it out.
1: Interesting. Cool. Yeah.
0: Well, number four. Now Kickstarter, Brett and I kind of poo poo Kickstarter. We're like, this is a great Kickstarter. It's
1: a love hate relationship it for is. gamers, right? Yes. All you hear is you hear something like Brett bitching about John Wick fucking up a Kickstarter, and then you hear the doom that came like City, and we piss about that. And then oh, by the way, I, I bought I, I bought it in on Blades in the Dark with John Harper because look, hey, I got in on you know this other right.
0: one. <laughs> so it's so we pick we pick gamers, and choose. There, what's that? We pick and choose. Wait, right? no. it's like, oh, I think this is a great Kickstarter, and then somebody else is probably like, that's I wouldn't get on that. That's cool, but this one uh, DCC Dungeon Crawl Classics. If you ever want to get into the game, this is the time to do it. Um, they're reprinting it's just, so they're not redoing the rules or anything. They're just doing a fourth printing, and the Kickstarter for forty bucks will get you a huge ass rule book, um, the core book, and seven adventures, seven. Now. DCC adventures are light. I mean, you're talking, I don't even know what the page count, but they're good. I like them. The art is good. If you want a, a return to kind of um, the old school, may I say, OSR feel or Appendix. Oh, it absolutely is OSR, it's, dude. Uh, Appendix, Appendix N, N. Yes, Appendix N. But it does still have Ascending armor, uh, armor Class and all that other stuff and has really, uh, you know, it's a really good game, I think.
1: Races or uh, classes, you're a dwarf, you're an elf, yep. you're not an elven fighter, whatever it is.
0: Yes. And, uh, and Forrest it, it's points it's more, out something out there in the chat room where it's, its they're short but loaded. So there's, yep. yeah, it's really awesome. But so if you, and it has different covers you can get, and a lot of people that collect that stuff will want to get like all four covers or whatever it is, um, but you don't have to do that. Just get in the Kickstarter and you get 40 bucks. I mean, the, the rule book alone is like, I think f- close to 50, just if you went to an FLGS and bought the rule book. So now you're going to get the rule book and four adventures, which typically go from anywhere, I think like 10 bucks an adventure. Um, Something like that. Yeah. I would definitely do it. They're a good group um, and good authors. Michael Curtis was at game hole. Doug Kovacs does a lot of their art. He was at game hole. They've been there two years in a row now. Um, good folks. So anyways, that's all I had for die roll. Cool. Um, other otherwise, I um, that's I think that's it. Did you have anything else, Brett?
1: No, I just want to say you know the show brought to you by our other BSers. We got Joe Swick, Kev Thulu, and Jeff Rademacher. Thank you, gentlemen, for stepping up there. We had um, we had a grunting frog gave us a review on iTunes. He said we had some really good discussions and fun banter. Definitely worth the time. That was nice. And uh, as well as no good, fant- no good headset. Fantastic podcast for DMs and players like boys delve into finer points role playing games bloodhead approach is both approachable and charming hey someone thinks i'm charming all right He's, he called us a must listen for of who's ever rolled and he says cheers so anthony thank you so much for that man that was awesome
0: yes thank you for listening thanks for subscribing if you like what you hear tell somebody um if you want to comment or write in we're on twitter facebook just go to gaming and and you'll find us uh where you can go and how to support us i'm one of your hosts sean and I'm Brad. Good night, good game and all.